Welcome to the Pitting Combination Podcast. This is Winter Storm Warning Edition, I guess. Uh, JJ Pilcher, Dick Briggs, Wyatt Schultz, uh, ready to talk a little college wrestling here between the two uh, snowstorms from last weekend and what's expected to come uh, here later this week. But uh, guys, uh, I, I think I have an idea that one of you two have been coming over and clearing part of my driveway. Has that been true? Has it been I getting only, cleared? What? It has no, been getting cleared? I only did that time you were down in Florida. Otherwise, I said to heck with it. That's a lot of sidewalk. Okay, I was going to say, because all of a sudden, this last time around, like the front half of our driveway was done before we even got out of bed. So, No, I'm sorry. That, that wasn't me. Whoever the good Samaritan is, we thank you. Well, that's nice. And girls went out and finished the uh, stuff, but I'd be ready. Cool. I bet it was too. Well, hey, uh, you know, this last weekend, uh, in the midst of kind of the latest winter weather thing, uh, Iowa had uh, its second home duel, and you know, only one to go after this. But uh, Iowa had number nine Illinois. Uh, at home, and I tell you what, they look just as impressive uh, as they had the, the first, what, two or three duels that, uh, that they've had, the first two. Yeah, I, I'm saddened that, they, that Michigan had their issues with COVID, and that mm -hmm. didn't happen, because that was right. the meet I think a lot of people were looking forward to. I don't know, has it been, has it been rescheduled, or have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything yet. I haven't seen anything. Uh, I know they said it was a possibility that it would be rescheduled, um, but I have not seen anything to this point saying uh, when. And just looking at just looking at their schedule right now, it still says uh, postponed instead of canceled, but it's uh, it's not on the, the February schedule as of yet. So you know, and that would be a fun duel to watch just to see where both programs are at. You know, um, at least that's my thinking. You got Penn State on the schedule yet, so uh, I, I guess that's that's my thinking on that duel, just to see how they both stack up. Exactly, and of course, Ohio State coming up this week, right? Right, Ohio State and Purdue. I mean, that's. Uh, yeah. You know, I can't overlook what uh, Tony Ursuline has done there at uh, at Purdue, and you know they're they're coming in. You know, it's 18th, and Ohio State's 11th, and I think they're just coming over, coming off a win uh, against Maryland, I believe. You know, but um, yeah, it's at Purdue on Super Bowl Sunday, so uh, should be should be interesting. But man, uh, this last Sunday. Uh, it still, I know we've talked about this a little bit about, you know, are, are they this good or the other teams just not up to speed right now, but man, the front half of that lineup, uh, with Lee, DeSanto, Ironman, uh, what Murin did, that was a quality win against Carr, um, and Young so far, that front half of the lineup has been exceptional right. I think it has and you, but y'all at the same time you can't 
you can't count out the, the other half either. Um, you know, even even though Nelson lost, I mean that's a Bronigal's a, a quality a quality kid. And um, and the other thing I was looking at with Marinelli not wrestling, I thought it was great to see uh, uh, to see a Joe Kelly in there um, with a West Liberty kid. Um, you know, getting getting an opportunity in, in maybe one of his final years. Uh-huh. Right, and you know, sp- speaking on the front half of the lineup, I mean, holy cow, they haven't lost a match yet. Is that correct? Right. And uh, I know they haven't had a lot of meets, but that's still impressive going up against it, those teams in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, the, the Mirren um, win was nice, number six over number eight or in that ballpark, depending on which – uh, rankings you're looking at and then uh-huh. Caleb Young still throwing up big numbers good for him huh um and then Kemmer I guess that's the second half but you know Kemmer nice win as well you know uh what's kind of scary a little bit um because it, it's not not just the way they've won but uh Lee hasn't given up a point um, you know, I don't know if Murin and DeSanto have given up takedowns even, you know, Ironman gave up one takedown to, to Chad Red, but, um, other than that, you know, they're, they're not even hardly giving up any offensive points, um, against some of these, uh, competitors, you know, I mean, that's, uh, that's about as good as it gets. You know, and, and the other thing is, you know, it's not like they're wrestling a J- JV team. You know, they're wrestling quality kids. And like DeSanto, what's, what's he outscored them? Like 60 to 15 or something, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not, uh, they're, they're just wrestling lights out right now. Yeah, the, uh, I think the, uh, some of the drama was, with Spencer Lee was whether or not he was going to get the tech fall or the pin. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going, come on, get the pin, get the pin. So, I mean, he still hadn't given up a point in that match. Uh, at 133, that's that's an interesting weight class nationally. I mean, I, you know, DeSanto is, rank, is ranked fifth, but honestly, the, the top five at that weight class, are, I think any of them could win it. So, and I'm uh-huh. I know Iowa thinks they can win it. Uh, DeSanto does, so um, it's going to be fun to watch that one. See how it plays out. Yeah, and uh, there'll be some tests here down the road. Uh, you know, Roman Bravo Young um, here in, in a little less than ten days. Um, you know, so you'll get a really good test um, there for DeSanto. You know, but right now he, I think he, he's looked uh, uh, as good as he, as he ever has. Right. And I, sometimes you get a little worried when you, a new guy comes in and he's immediately ranked number one, but with Ironman, I don't think that's an issue because he's been around the block, you know, down right. Missouri. and so, uh, you know, I think he's fine with number one. So he'll keep pressing to go forward and not look backwards. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> he says he was a little rusty to start. Uh, so we might be seeing the, the best of him here yet to come because he, you know, he, he had wrestled a folk style match in, you know, well over a year. Cause he was, you know, his Olympic red shirt and, 
Uh, he's just been wrestling freestyle and heck, it might even be two, two years almost. Um, you know, so, so he could be rounding in the shape. The other uh, performance that I thought was, was really good was uh, Cassiope. Not only did he get a pin, but the way he bounced back um, after the Stevenson match and, you know, um, like Tom Brand said at the news conference, he's not worried about Cassiope um, and what might happen. And it looks like he he went right back to work. And I think people might be surprised that Luffman's ranked fifth. And here Cassiope was in control from the get-go and, and got that ball. Yeah, you know, and the other thing uh, uh, that I that fascinates me is to see a heavyweight get a cradle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, you know, at the same time, you know, like I had mentioned uh, before, these these heavyweights anymore are pretty dang athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and any one of those guys could do the same thing Cassiope does. Um, I, I, at least I just think that heavyweights are uh, real athletic. Interesting you should bring up cradles and heavyweights because, oddly enough, one of the best cradlers I ever saw, actually maybe even two of them, was Joel, Justin Greenlee. So, oh, sure. Greenlee's were great cradlers. Oh, my gosh. You know, so, um, You're the high school uh, heavyweight that was a pretty good cradler in Connor Herman, too. Oh, yeah, that dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You know, we're talking about so absolutely Connor Herman is probably the best cradler I ever coached. So, so yeah. Um you know the uh, the other thing that has to get touched on uh a little bit, um, you know, Alex Marinelli. Um out of the lineup. Uh nothing really was confirmed. You can connect the dots. Um, you know, there was mention of protocols and 17 day uh 17 day protocol um you know he he's in covid protocol but nothing has been confirmed about uh, uh exactly you know positive test or anything like that just know that he's going to be out of the lineup um i don't know it's going to be hit and miss with the penn state duel um but is, is that a concern at all um with one, you know, Marinelli missing or having to be quarantined for, you know, 14, 17 days, whatever it might be. And then, you know, not having him in the lineup against, you know, teams like Ohio State and Penn State possibly coming up. You know, my question is, is the 17 day, is that a, a Big Ten rule? I think so. I think it's a Big Ten protocol. Yeah. And I know in the fall sports, it was a lot longer than other uh, conferences and uh, never quite understood that. But but uh, do I think it'll make a, a, a matter? Um, pulling Marinelli out of your lineup always matters because <laughs> he's so good. So mm-hmm. when he's gone, yeah, you're, it's a step down no matter who's being put out there. Uh, well, Matt, well, determine a, a a dual meet i don't think so but yeah, i just think i was that good but we'll see and as wyatt mentioned before you know joe kelly stepped in he's in the probable lineup as along with uh freshman bradley reyna um you know so 
maybe maybe we'll get to see the uh, uh, freshman there um, as well. You know, uh, it doesn't hurt any. Um, you know, this year is kind of a free year for eligibility, so um, you know why not? I guess uh, you know, but it's also nice to see somebody like Kelly get the chance. Uh, you know, he comes from uh, a family that is linked to Iowa athletics. He's you know right from the backyard pretty much with West Liberty and and everything. So uh, you know, yeah. Uh, Good to see him, uh, you know, step in as, as they say, next guy in, right? Yeah, you know, I th I think that's a great opportunity for him. Whether, you know, how how far in advance that that goes, but uh, any of those guys that step in, uh, that it gives them the opportunity. Uh, you know, you're you're working out and practice all the time, and it's not it's not fun to not be able to get into some type of competition. So this weekend coming up, uh, we've got a double duel. Uh, Ohio State, it's four and one uh, so far this season. Um, you know, about eight, uh, eight nine ranked wrestlers in their lineup. Uh, Purdue, 18th at two and three. Um, you know, six ranked wrestlers in their lineup. Have you guys uh, kind of looked at the? Uh, Kind of the pairings? 57. 57? Yeah. That's one that really stands out. Well, as far as a, a decent matchup, I, I mean, I I guess that was something that stuck out on me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, Spencer's got a couple of ranked kids, but the way he has demolished those, um, those guys, um, you know, it's uh, – you know, just Spencer, I guess. You yeah, know. it's easy to write those off just because he's been so good. Yeah, um, it, it really yeah. is. Then you look at the um, Ohio uh, Ohio State duel with Sammy Sosa or Soso. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Can't get that baseball name out of there. <laughs> sure. But uh, uh, th that would be another interesting one to to see where uh, um, uh, Max Max is at. Yeah, and that's uh, both Max, both of Max's uh, right. matches. Uh, Periot's uh, uh, not a bad uh, 49-pounder for Purdue, so to have him and Sasso uh, on the same day, that'll give him a little bit of a NCAA tournament, a Big Ten tournament feel. And then, of course, you got Max Lyon for Purdue, so, you know, we can't, we can't forget about Max. Yeah, that's uh, uh, two Iowa kids uh, – Likely going at it there at 184 with uh, Lyon and and uh, Nelson Brands, but uh, uh, five state titles between the two of them. Yeah. You know, back to Spencer Lee. We're going to be disappointed when he goes into the second period. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> we're going to go. What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> yeah. It's just he's been so darn good, though. I mean, it's. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, 174 uh, in the Ohio State duel. Uh, Kemmerer and Caleb Romero, uh, two uh, top four ranked guys uh, going at it there if the, the lineups hold true. Um, you know, the, the one thing about Kemmerer that uh, 
a couple things I kind of asked him about a little bit. Uh, one, you know, I, I know there was the one hiccup in the in the Big Tens last year with Hall where he got caught in the neutral zone, uh, uh, neutral danger zone, and gave up points, right? But other than that, I don't know if there's anybody that's had such great mad awareness. I mean, he comes out in positions uh, and he wrestles through situations so well um, that, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I think it's impressive. Just, just that part of his, his game and his mad awareness. I, I think it's phenomenal because I went back this week and, and rewatched that uh, Hall match and some of the positions that he got himself in that um, I don't know if you want to say scrambled his way through them or worked his way through them. Mm -hmm. um, he, like you say, his mad awareness is just unreal. You know, just working I, through those situations. Yeah. It, you know, there are points too where, you know, in Minnesota, he, he was dead to right to give up uh, a takedown and somehow he, he fought out of it, uh, not only prevented giving up two, but then turned around and ended up getting two of his own, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. And I want to say there is something to uh, duel two where he just came out uh, and ended up getting points that you didn't think, you know, most people would get two. But, uh, where, where you think he's going to give up two when he's getting the two besides. Yeah, yeah. Well, with with Kendler specifically, he he has great mat awareness. But wrestling right now is is so much better. I mean, wrestlers are so much better. There's they, they all have that great mat awareness. You know, especially with you know passing the ankles and legs and getting into those those situations. And but uh, with Kemmer, he brings, in my opinion, brings to the table a lot of good flexibility and really a lot of strength. Yeah, and so put those together with that awareness, and, and it seems like you know, he just can get out of stuff because he's got that strength and that power. Whereas a lot of times, other guys unable to get out of it, and either goes into a stalemate or gives up the takedown or whatever. So, um, you know, so I, I just think wrestling itself is much, so much better and so much more exciting right now. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. That kind of forgot until hearing it on the uh, broadcast with Shane Sparks and uh, I believe Gibbons. Uh, you kind of forget he was a 49 pounder when he first got in the room, <laughs> you know, he's uh, gotten bigger and, and stronger and it served him well at 74. And that was another thing I asked him yesterday during their weekly news conference about, you know, he's 24, which is kind of long in the tooth for college wrestlers uh, a little bit. Um, you know, I kind of asked him uh, about that perspective and, uh, you know, if he's gotten to the train smarter, not harder uh, point of his career yet. And, uh, you know, he, the only thing he really said about it was that, yeah, uh, he kind of gets uh, some ribbing from uh, teammates about being the, the old guy on the team and in the lineup and, and stuff like that. But I um, thought it was kind of funny that, you know, he's kind of considered kind of like Luke Lofthouse. Luke Lofthouse was a lot older by the time he got, he got done because of his uh, Mormon mission and stuff. So, uh, you know, heck, he was almost almost thirty by the time he was out of there. It seemed like, but um, you know, anyway. you know, 
Speaking of him coming in at a 49 pounder, because um, a lot of people had forgotten uh, since I do a lot of the Dream Team classics, you know, Max, yeah. Max Thompson and uh, Michael Kemmer wrestled each other uh, yeah. in high school. So, yeah, a great matchup in uh, Independence. Yeah, and, uh, but that's how much he's grown since, uh, since high school. So overall, there are three pins and three majors for Iowa, um, you know, in that duel against the top 10 team. So, I mean, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders, winning that one 36 to six, um, you know, and, and heck, Marinelli's in there. Uh, you think that's a win and Brands was close to, to coming out on top in, in that match as well. That could have been a sweep. So, um, yeah, Strong performance uh, uh, for them as well. And, of course, as we mentioned, Purdue and Ohio State coming up this next week. 